To not recommend the first Golden Age detective novel on a show founded upon the tenets of the era would be sacrilege. This is Death of the Reader, you're listening to Review Season, and coming in at 11th place for our 2022 recommendations is E.C. Bentley's Trent's Last Case, also published as The Woman in Black. Released in 1913 as a response to The Man Who Was Thursday by Bentley's friend G.K. Chesterton, the novel has been crowned by many with the impossible accolade of starting the Golden Age itself. To juggle the various layers of importance behind Trent's last case would, and has, been the subject of many a chapter of Golden Age detection historiography. You're not going to find an answer to the unanswerable question, was it really the first here? What you will find is where the Venn diagram of evidence of its pioneering and reasons you should read it overlap. The book is a jovial, fondly familiar read, slightly overburdened with the technicalities that the genre's detractors would come to bemoan. It would take you little imagination to picture how the fibres on this spinning wheel met the loom that would weave the tapestry we celebrate. Trent's last case, as seems to often be the case in crime fiction, began as a challenge for author Edmund Clarehue Bentley to see if he could fit more flavorful characters into the burgeoning mysteries in the fashion of the late 19th century. His leading man of choice? Philip Trent, a painter whose eye for detail earned him a reputation with newspaper editor Sir James Malloy. When a famous financier is found dead in a garden shed on his own estate, Malloy wastes no time in calling the amateur sleuth onto the case. It'll be the scoop of the year, and who better to tell the tale than the artist who would see all? Barely one chapter into the novel, and your brain is already alight with the deja vu of a clue another author introduced to you. That feeling will be a constant as you slowly unearth how many of your favourite novels had, intentionally or not, joined their lineage to Bentley's. The novel is purported to have been a parody of the post-Holmes era of detective fiction, wherein Bentley thought the realism of detection was too focused on the case and not the realism of the characters. It's not at all subtle that Trent, even whilst on the case, is flirtatious and pictures his art admiring photographs rather than fingerprints. Many other writers may have missed the small scenes of Trent refreshing himself with a swim, eyeing local vistas and the like, but even whilst doing so, Bentley is keenly engaged in the detectively sportsmanship that Trent directly refers to when exchanging impressions with his fellow sleuths. So compelling are Bentley's attempts to make fun of his peers that readers supposedly often missed it was parody at all, seeing the future of the genre before Bentley did himself. When Trent arrives on the scene, you're taken on a tour of the extended cast, Manderson's internationally diverse assortment of housekeepers as well as the amiable investigators already on the case. Curiously absent in the story is the mystery staple of suspects beyond the direct members of the household itself. The cast is broad by pure headcount, but many names only appear for their mandatory moment of interrogation. There are plenty of flavorful moments with Manderson's staff, including their own attempted dissolution to the case, but despite the great one-off scenes they get, you aren't left with a particularly strong impression of them, or the feeling that most of them matter much at all. It's very clear who comprises the core cast, and as such, if the core plot falls down for you, there's little saving grace. Fortunately, the core story for Trent's is wonderful. The distrusting relationships at the heart of the story might not be the most powerful, turbulent romance you've run into, but it is, to paraphrase Martin Edwards, incredibly agreeable to read. 
The questions raised by his choice of staff and the way he treats them, compared to the muted responses from Manderson's wife, Mabel, to his death, carry just the right aura of mystery to get you through the otherwise exhausting technicalities of timetabling and alibi for our lead suspects. Even if you aren't one to furiously scribble down every last appointment mentioned to untangle the alibis, the motivations are discernible and cleverly conveyed. The momentum is further carried by a unique structural decision that you'll be questioning right up until the moment it hits you. As a modern reader, the key complaint you might have of Trent's last case is that in being a 1913 detective novel, many of the genre's easily contemptible errors remain front and center. Despite Bentley's best efforts to poke fun at his predecessors, his successors were no less guilty of inhuman amateur criminology and tenuously thin characters. And compared to more modern efforts, so too is he. Despite this, if you've read even the slightest slice of golden age detective fiction, you will find yourself utterly unable to not have the constant nag at the back of your head that your favorite novel might have ripped one or another detail off from this book. And there's something awe-inspiring about that feeling. The gatekeepers of fiction are numerous and ominous, shaping stories by both business and creative means. It is no small feat when novels like Trent's Last Case barge past the gatekeepers to create new narrative niches for readers and writers alike. The shapes of those particular gates that Bentley threw open with this novel have all but crumbled into dust, but authors like Dorothy L. Sayers and Agatha Christie thanked Bentley as they walked through the rubble to the top of the world. With those gates now gone, there is no good reason to read Trent's last case before you read any other detective fiction. However, when, many mysteries later, you must inevitably come around to it. After your curiosity has grown too large, your homework will pay off in a way few other novels can. The lines may be too blurry to ever quite pin the first Golden Age novel, if such a thing were even worth doing, but you'll certainly feel like it all leads back here, and that is a feeling well worth experiencing. Trent's Last Case by E.C. Bentley, also published as The Woman in Black, comes in as our 11th most recommended novel for 2022, as a must-read, but maybe not yet, for you. This is review season on Death of the Reader, your murder mystery world tour, here on 2SER 107.3.